Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Carolee Rainey. She's got a really heartfelt new song and video out now. It is called Baby. It's got beautiful footage of the Connecticut countryside, and we're going to talk about, oh, so much about music, folk, Americana, and, and really lots of good stuff today. So welcome to the show, Carolee. Thank you. Did I get that right? Was that video shot in Connecticut? You are a thousand percent right. It was filmed in Thomaston, <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, it's the perfect time of year. You know, in the video, you've got the, you know, something that you only have there on the East Coast, the beautiful colors of the trees that change in the fall, just those rich red and golden colors. And it, it just is so symbolic on so many levels. And I think, you know, really shows where you're at in your career right now. Wow, thank you. Yeah, the the colors um, in that red tree, uh, wow, they're just striking, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, let, let's start, you know, we're not going to tell your whole entire career, you know, in two seconds, but I, I love your story, um, you know, I was reading your bio, when you were younger, you know, you're a busker, you know, I love that on the streets, you know, paying your dues in jazz clubs. And really, I, I think just seeing the industry from so many different uh, points of view, you worked for a record company in A&R, uh, you know, prolific songwriter, seems like you took a break and went, you know, very heavy into your art, the visual arts. And at this point, you know, it seems like you felt a real calling back into music, and, and, and it seems like a kind of a renaissance for you right now. <laughs> exactly. So what prompted so, you um, to make Baby and, and to, you know, come back in a big way with your music? Wow. Well, um, I was going through a little phase about five years ago when I wasn't back in music yet, and um, I had been painting for a long time. I was really loving painting. I was painting with wood and um, oils and just really loving it. And then one day, um, it wasn't calling to me. And it worried me because um, a person, an artist driven by passion, and when I'm not feeling that passion, you know, it's, it's a little concerning. So um, I wasn't sure what the next chapter held in store because I'd already done music, so that wasn't something I was remotely considering. Um, but then a friend of mine took me to this Ricky Lee Jones concert. I love her music. She's a brilliant songwriter. And her music I often heard, um, you know, on records and everything, but I never got the opportunity to see her in person. And so I went to a concert of hers in Connecticut, and I walked in. And Kelly, it was like someone threw fairy dust on me. I was completely riveted. And no kidding, I went home and just sat at the piano and just could not stop writing to save my life. Isn't that nice when you get inspired like that? Yes. Yes. Because mm -hmm. I think as an artist, 
you know enough that inspiration is one thing, but then you think, uh-oh, I know what it's like to act on that inspiration. Do you kind of think, wow, do I have the energy, you know, am I going to follow through on it this time? Do you kind of feel like a little shell-shocked of, okay, I'm inspired, but I know what the next six months of my life will be like if I act on that? Actually, to the um, opposite of what you're saying, believe it or not, I remember like I was just at the end of my teens when I entered that whole juncture to begin with, and I was a lot more insecure in those days. What's this person going to think? How do I look? Um how can I finish this song? I thought of two lines, but I can't think of the rest of the song. There is a lot of, you know, turmoil. I think when you're in the beginning of your 20s, you're just as baby states. You're you're just like starting out in your life and daunting can be scary. So as an artist in those days, I didn't have the greatest confidence, that's for sure. And this time around, I never asked myself questions at all. I couldn't believe it, but I wasn't asking myself questions like, is this the right decision? Should I do this? Do um, I want to do this? It was like, no questions. I just was doing it. And to me, that was everything. I didn't care what anyone thought. And I just had to answer to my soul. And, you know, to anyone out there that's listening right now, Oh, my gosh, if I could speak to my super younger self, I would say, never worry about what people say about your dreams. You just got to do what's best for you. I love when I see on someone's resume that they've been a busker, you know, being out there on the front, both throwing Um, the coins and the hat. I think all artists should should be required to do that because if you can do that, you can face anything. Oh, my gosh. You are not kidding. I mean, um, it was really the beginning of everything for me because I had nothing. When I started out, I had absolutely nothing. I had no car. I had no money. I basically hitched um, for mm, from like Montana to Santa Cruz. And um, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't, there's no book that says, hey, if you want to be in music, this is chapter one, and this is the first thing you do. Um, I did not get that book. It wasn't written at that time. So I thought, well, I'll just, you know, stand on the sidewalk here and open up my guitar case, and I'll just sing the songs that I've always sang, and hopefully I'll make enough money for dinner, you know? Well, do you think you you came from the era where, you remember the folk singer-songwriter, you know, singing in the coffee houses, paying the dues, and then, you know, oh, you know, you know, so many people want to be the next Joni Mitchell, and, you know, it really was this special era of the singer-songwriter. A hundred percent. I know exactly what you're talking about, and, you know, amongst many influences, that was absolutely one of mine. Yeah, and it seems like you know, folk is always there, but it comes in and out of vogue. And we're so lucky now there's this whole Americana movement and the roots movement. Do you feel like a lot of the industry now is catching up with what you've always been doing? You know, I hope so. 
I can't say for sure because, you know, so many people resonate with so many different styles of music, but I can say that I know for a fact that college students are loving um, singer-songwriter music now and really resonating with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping that it's really inspiring for them because that's the music that mm -hmm. I want to give my fans at this time. That's what's coming out of me. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's like an old friend. And, and here's, you know, a, a semi-serious question. You know, there's so much pop music that has dominated, you know, EDM dance music or even, you know, Taylor Swift talking about her boyfriend, you know, issues. But I think people are wanting you know, a little more depth or, or to, you know, hear from the voice of experience a little bit more. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. Um, that's, do, I think, well, why do, I got Do you think we need music. just just some maturity in pop music just maybe it's me getting older but just demanding a little more variety out there 100% um you know these these audiences my fans from all different ages everyone is craving depth even mm -hmm. though they can talk with superficial conversations and and innuendos and this and that at the depth of where we are in the world today what's going on we all need some kind of hope encouragement and soul searching yeah and that's one thing i get out of all your music there is hope and, you know, I think it's so easy to default to pessimism. It seems like you're really striving to give people hope. I don't think there's any other choice. I really believe that it's sink or swim and it's win or lose. And it's, it's, it's a lot of it's in our own hands and in our own mindset. It's our choice. For example, my song baby um baby you think it's just about kids going out into the world leaving their their family for the first time and starting their own life it's also about all of us when we enter any kind of a new chapter in our life whether it's you know buying a new home or starting a new relationship you you're a baby because you don't know what the future holds for you it's all a risk and it's all a choice, and it's really the essence of life. So, um, yeah, we can all come up with fears and reasons why we shouldn't do something. And honestly, if I had taken that path, I never would have gotten into music again. And um, so, so happy I didn't listen to that um, negative side that it's so easy to tap into. Anyone can do it, you know? <laughs> well, going back to that baby video, a lot of times we think, okay, you know, to me this symbolizes fall, the changing of the seasons. And, you know, we can look at that two different ways. That, oh, we're advancing, we're getting a little older, 
Or we can also say, you know, each new season is like a new beginning. And it just seems like, you know, you, you have this playfulness, almost like a rebirth of, you know what? It's a new season. It's almost like a clean slate. I'm going to take advantage of that. Okay, are you referring to the juxtaposition of the video mixed with the lyrics or just the season of fall? I'd say the season of fall and your performance. There's such a youthfulness and vitality to your performance, almost like you're re-energized. So energized, Kelly. Like, um, I don't know about anybody else because everyone has their favorite season. My favorite season actually happens to be fall because my birthday's in the fall and I love the smell of the earth and I love the colors, you know, because I've been a painter. And um, I I don't know, it just revitalizes me and makes me feel um, energized and hopeful and positive and uh, I couldn't believe that Ryan, the director of the video, I couldn't believe he knew this tree. It was uh, truly <laughs> a gift. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. He goes, we're going to this tree. You're going to sit under the tree. I said, okay. And when I saw that tree, I was just blown away. I was like, that is a glorious red color. Uh, and then it, it was so much easier to think. Yes. And, and it makes sense with, you know, you being a visual artist, there's a, almost like a painterly quality to the video and the colors in it. Yeah. Um, I have to give all that credit to um, to Ryan, who directed the video, because, you know, clearly it's through the, his lens. And um, it, it's, it, it was so great to work with him because – I get to just turn my brain off and just do what he says. So I was just sitting under this tree and it was so easy to just focus on telling the story of baby versus having to worry about, oh, how do I look? And is this the right tree? And I didn't have to worry about any of that. And so I was really free to explore telling my story and that was a gift. Well, I think part of what's cool about fall, even though the weather's it's getting colder, windier, um, we're going indoors. We're getting cozier. I, I sense kind of like a cozy feel to it, and maybe we like that reassurance of you know coming inside and having a, a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Because <laughs> do, yeah, do you like those creature comforts? Are you someone who likes fall and the holidays and getting cozy by a campfire or, or, a, or a fireplace? I love all of that. But I also love watching the leaves come off all the trees. And when it starts to get really cold here on the East Coast, um, I welcome the storms and the snow and I welcome all of it because it's a wonderful time of reflection um, and I'm not afraid to listen to the silence because it always has so much to offer so you know I love the holidays they're very um, 
you know, they're they're hard actually for a lot of people. Holidays, they're they're wonderful mm-hmm. for like half the people, and the other half the people, you know, there's a lot of loss around the holidays. People get sick, or yeah. you can't um, you can't get to that person because of distance or other obstacles, um, or someone. Yeah. Um, and there's there's all different there's a whole spectrum of um what the holidays mean so i usually tap into both sides um and what else can we do you know just offer our love to um people out there that aren't having a great holiday season for one reason or another you know, so we just have to just reach out and embrace them, even if it's just a phone call on Thanksgiving Day to say, I know I can't be with you, but I love you. And I just really wanted to tell you how thankful I am for you. Well, as an artist and especially a songwriter, how important is it to you to embrace, you know, all parts of life, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad? Because you you do have a lot of depth in in your songs, so you know for songwriters you know you can't really shy away from you know the bad parts of life either. Oh no, there there's really no choice. Um, so I am like everyone else out there. I'm no stranger to you know that racetrack life has you on where oh man you're riding and it feels amazing you feel the wind in your hair and that oh wow all of a sudden you you crash and you can't understand how that happened so you know we all have our stories and we all have had our our moments and our catharsis and um i have when when something happens to me or i'm reflecting on a certain event or circumstance a lot of times i just start hearing a melody and i hear the words and i'm like okay yeah i have to talk about that like in my song anchor um that was a dark time and um i i talked about i watched that video i really like that song and video and that's and you had the lyrics on the screen which was really nice are you talking about You Matter? Or maybe it was You Matter. Is that the because one with you the Matter lyrics on the, the screen? Yeah, that was a lyric video. You, okay, and I did oh. hear Anchor, too. Now I'm getting the mix up. They're both really good. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, well, you, Anchor was very personal, and I was talking about, um, you know, I know how it feels when you get depressed and you have anxiety, and you don't really want to pick up the phone and call anyone because you don't really want anyone to worry about you, but yet you're worried about yourself. And, um, you know, I think especially in this day and age, there's, there's such a mental health crisis, and, you know, with social media and all kinds of things, and, and it, it's harder to reach out and have different channels to be supported by and anchor is a gentle reminder that you know when you are spiraling out of control um i've been there it's um 
it's just really incredible to remember to try and somehow anchor yourself back to this earth because like honestly nothing in the whole world is worth leaving because with our darkness that we all encapture sometimes there's no place like being right here right now there really isn't and isn't, isn't there a danger in isolating yourself too much um like you're saying I, you pick up the phone and then just hearing a familiar voice putting things in perspective can help a person so much i'm 100 percent. oh i completely agree with you i completely agree with you um i'm not sure if you're aware of this probably not but i um i filmed a little documentary rooted and my upcoming album which baby is also featured on and Baby's also featured in this documentary is called Rooted. And it actually touches on everything you're saying about um, being rooted to things in your life that make you feel a part of this world. Yes. And that's funny because anchor and rooted, you know, are very much alike. Do you, th- you sound like you're like an anchor for a lot of your friends. Like, are you the one a lot of people call when they want, you know, a positive voice or or just to get some wisdom? That's very kind of you to say. I just want to say, but I think it's mutual. I think it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, I lean on my friends and my friends lean on me. And I love that. I love that we can go to each other and feel safe with that i like that because some of the strong people they're all the ones that are you know they're the anchor for everyone they kind of forget they need to rely on other people too definitely and maybe it's about yeah. vulnerability do you think think some people it's harder to become vulnerable because for you as an artist that's what you're constantly doing is showing your vulnerability. Yes, that's true. So what is your question about vulnerability? Oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing it around. <laughs> I think that's well, not so I much mean, a question I... as an observation, but here's what I would say. Yeah. How do you balance vulnerability with, with strength in your art? Okay, I'm going to answer that and tell you that, let's just say, like a lot of my melodies and lyrics come at very early morning hours, and um, I might wake up at 3.30 and hear this melody, um, and I hear this idea, and instead of judging it, it's a very vulnerable state to be in to write about um will he ever speak to me again um and then i'm not going to judge myself and think oh my gosh are there 10 hundred more songs out there like will he speak to me again no um but with my strength when i fine tune the song the next day over the next couple weeks or months um i'm gonna really give all sides of the story will he speak to me again 
Well, if he doesn't, that's his loss because I gave it all that I could. I'm just giving you an example of how my mind works. Vulnerability mixed with mixed with strength and all of that, Kelly. I'm not kidding. It's like making pancakes. You have to. It's it all comes from courage. All of it is courage. It's like you throw in the ingredients, you mix it in the bowl, you slap it on the griddle, and you flip it, and there's your courage. Because one thing with pancake batter, you don't stir too much. It's like art. You you never want to overwork it. And that's for sure. (laughs) And especially while you do painting, so you especially know with painting, you never want to overwork a painting. You have to, knowing when to stop with your art is important. That is so huge. What a prolific thing for you to say, because I can't tell you the thousands of times when I was painting and songwriting, oh my gosh, when you stand back from the painting and you, I have to say to myself, okay, don't touch it, don't do another thing because you're going to put that orange over there or that white over there and then you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to regret it. So just like give it a break. Let it rest for a couple weeks. Don't even look at it and go back. And I've done that with my songs and um, it's amazing how let's say you thought something was really great a few months ago and then you listen to it again you're like, oh, what was I thinking? It works with paintings, everything. You know, you're the own chef in your own kitchen, and these are your ingredients. So um, you're constantly tasting to make sure that it's ready to go in the oven. Well, for the strength part, you used to do A&R for a record label, and I love that. I love when, like, you know, a sensitive artist gets to see more of the hardcore business side. How did, Uh you know, you looking at other artists – from the record label point of view, help you as a singer and a songwriter? Oh, my gosh. So much. I would get... Well, first of all, tell everyone what the A&R means. A lot of people, you hear the term. What does that actually stand for? Okay, so A&R stands for Artists and Repertoire. And Mm -hmm. I think everybody's... Um, job description of that could differ according to the company or what your particular assignment, you know, is. But I had a multitude of different, um, let's say, jobs under that description. And one of them was always searching for um, great material, great songs. So um, I would get literally hundreds of tapes, cassettes you know, CDs sent to me from songwriters, publishers, and I I would spend a great deal of my day listening all day long to different songs. And um, it it was just, it was remarkable. It was just remarkable how much talent that there was out there and the songs that were going to get selected ultimately and the ones that didn't. I really kind of broke my heart when I fell in love with a song and it didn't get chosen. Mm-hmm. You know, does I mean, the best gets... always rise to the top, or what are the other elements besides talent? You know, that makes someone pick a song or that gets an artist signed to a label. 
I, I think um, it's, I think the song has a great deal to do with it. I think it's the delivery of the performance in the recording and 100% the production. Um, I think that people... And how about, are, how about the marketplace? Because a lot of creators, they put a lot into the work, but they don't think about how that fits into the marketplace. Like, did, did that change for you after working for the record label when you thought, they're pretty good, but I don't know how they fit. You know, what, what genre are they? What radio station would play them? Did you start to think more that way? Um, well, you mean when I was doing A&R? Yeah, when you were doing A&R. But actually, I was specifically country A&R gal on the West Coast. Uh, for oh, uh, uh, yeah, for a record company in Nashville. So I was specifically country, so there wasn't really a whole lot of um, uh, confusion about, uh, let's say, different genres or styles. It was pretty country, you know, California country, Nashville country, and everything in between. Did you absorb some of that? Did that kind of subtly you know, lead you toward more of a country sound? Um, I was very influenced by a lot of great songwriters that came across my Let me guess, I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet you're a big Emmy Lou Harris fan. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of hers. Um, I, who, are, who are the ones? Are you maybe a little more um, crossover, like country rock or folk? Or well, who would who would, who would be my, like like your top singer songwriters that that you said, "Wow, I wish I wrote that song." <laughs> I love Brandy Carlisle. Okay, let's just get that right out there, right out of the gate. <laughs> I mean, I'm good okay, choice. So she's. Um, spectacular. I, I just feel like every inch of her inside and out is completely authentic, which I love. Um, she is really telling it from her bones, her stories, her truth, uh, what she feels passionate did about. You, did you causes. like her book where she tells the story behind each song? Broken Horses? That book? Yeah, that I think that was it. Yeah, and I, when she kind I of went deeper into the stories. I thought that book was absolutely spectacular. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage as a songwriter to sit down and write a book of your life and your stories and what happened, and I completely commend her for that, and it was such a brilliant book. I loved it. You know, I just loved it, and... Yeah. Um, I don't know. So she's, do you think um, that's what well, – well, do you think you're doing a little bit of that in your documentary? Is, is that like an inspiration for you? Well, my documentary is actually really – it's like a mini film. It's only – it's very short. It's like 13 minutes. It's not mm-hmm. – um, but it's not uh, – it's not a typical documentary. It's probably more like an art piece, I would say. So what, what, what do you want people to get out of that? Is it, I'm assuming it's very personal. 
The um, the documentary. Yes. Um, what do I want people to get out of that? Um, I actually made made this documentary. We we filmed it in Joshua Tree National Park in California. Which oh, beautiful. I, uh, it's a, yeah, I absolutely love that place. Um, I have a lot of connection, and I feel very rooted to Joshua Tree National Park, and I have for years and years and years. And um, I wrote a theme song called Rooted, which plays in and out of the documentary and is going to be the name of the album and the documentary. Um, and it really speaks about um, in um, looking around at this world and how we're disconnected and then we're connected and, you know, everyone's trying to find themselves and, and really feel secure in their path. It's so important to remember to be rooted to yourself um, and listen to that voice inside your soul, like that voice that's between your heart and your mind, the one that you know you should listen to it. And so many times we don't, we just sweep it under the rug. Um, I think it speaks to that voice is, is all it really does and says, hey, just remember to be truthful with yourself and, um, and, and stop listening to so much of what you think the world expects of you, but just have your own expectations of yourself and just listen to your own heart. And I just don't think that we can go wrong if we do that, but I think it's a good time to remind people to be rooted, to be rooted inside yourself and um, just be truthful and honest with what you have and why you're here. I like that. Well, before we wrap up, I've got a few more questions, but how can people explore more of your world online, both the music, the video, and also um, maybe is there like a page for the documentary to learn about? Oh, we're in the midst right this moment of um, – making the documentary page for Instagram. It's going to have its own page, of course, and there's lots of things to be said about uh, what's, the, what's coming up. Um, and let me see. People can find me at Carolee Rainey Tunes. That's my handle across my social media for Instagram and for Spotify and YouTube and Facebook. All right. Final couple questions. Could talk forever because I, I love creative <laughs> people who who follow their passions. But um, first, as an A and R person, what's the number one thing an artist or songwriter can do, you know, to get signed by a record label? Well, you know, it's a different ball of wax today than it was when I was doing oh, it. Oh yeah. So. I don't really know how it's changed, but it's really changed. And all I can say is that for artists that are trying to look for a record deal, you just have to present your very best songs and completely believe in your path and lots of networking along the way. And yeah, uh, keep your fingers and keep your fingers crossed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's you really know, it's, one... it's no different than gambling. I hear you. A lot of people want to do it in the, for the very few spots out there. 
So one of your videos, I can't remember, but I think you're in like in a small town, you go into a bar or something. Does that okay. ring a bell? Hey, babe. Did you shoot that in your hometown? No, um, actually, you're going to laugh at this, Kelly. In the morning, we shot Hey Babe in Thomaston, Connecticut. Um, and in the afternoon, I did Baby. Wow, I'm impressed. That's a lot in one day. It was so That's amazing. Much. So, it was so much. It was yeah. so, That's probably why I was sitting under the tree, because I was too tired to do anything else. <laughs> Hey, that's smart. Hey, so do you live in Connecticut currently? I live in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Oh, excellent. And which brings me to my final question, and this is kind of what I'm is in the air right now. We all, you know, we mm-hmm. think, oh, the internet, everything is global, and you know, we always want this huge reach. But I think, especially with what you're doing, folk and Americana, a lot of people are really embracing the local. And they're saying it's okay to embrace the local nightclub or, you know, to play at a local fair or a local festival. And and they're getting actually a lot of enjoyment of meeting people and collaborating. So I just want your take on, you know, do you feel like there's a local movement where you're at with the arts and music and painting? And, and is that important to you? Oh, it's so important to me. And I think that there's been a complete resurgence of um, everyone everywhere jumping back into live music, especially after, well, I have to say after the pandemic, but because COVID really is still out there, but maybe we have a better grasp on it. I, I don't know, but, you know, people are definitely out there going to clubs and hearing more live music and, I find it to be really endearing. I love that because it's uh, it's a wonderful builder for community, a strong community um, to share anything in the arts because it's inspiring. Isn't it nice to see like these these little towns are revitalized by the artists, by the musicians. That's what gives a lot of towns their character. A hundred percent. Yep. And the Berkshires is a very artistic place. Um, it's very musical. Mm-hmm. It's very artistic. Um, so, and a lot of these little towns on the East Coast are. I don't know. I can't speak to other, you know, places that I haven't lived in. But uh, I think any small town at this time of sort of surging out of the pandemic and, and looking for a community I think that live music and, and folk music and Americana music is really um, finding its its footing again. And, you, you know, we're talking about people's well-being and mental health, and there's just something kind of special about going to a small local concert, meeting people, meeting the artists. It kind of makes you feel good. I have one coming up that, if you don't mind me sharing, um, oh, it's uh, on Friday. Do. Yeah, it's on Friday, October 27th from 7 to 8 at Luthier's Co-op in East Hampton, Massachusetts. And it's just exactly the place you're talking about. It's this really darling little club. Um, and they've got guitars all over the wall. They have a fantastic sound system. And they even have a great hamburger. 
you know, I would rather see a show like that than to see some superstar in some stadium. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yep. Yes, I have to say see? I really, really would because I want someone to talk to me and tell me a story that they wrote that's going to make my hectic week feel a lot lighter. Yeah, see, I think people. you're at the forefront of that. And I'm just so, you know, grateful for the singer-songwriters keeping that personal spirit alive. Yes, I think it's it's time. It's a good it's time. time to... So, fi- final question. So, this documentary coming out called Rooted, and the album Rooted. will also be called Rooted. Or what's yeah. it called? Rooted. You and got it. So, what are your hopes Rooted. for that? So, you know, going into 2024 with with this new project, uh, what are your ultimate hopes for it? Well, um, one of my hopes is that, well, it's being shopped to film festivals right now. And my hope is that, yeah, I'm excited about that. We have a great team um, headed up by Lockie, who is – the head of Sapphire Records, the little label that I'm on, and um, Justin Watkins, who's in charge of the film part of it. And they're steering me towards, for the documentary part, to be shopped to film festivals. And then, um, depending on how it does, I can do a one-woman show about the documentary in theaters um, and then also at the same time go to different songwriter clubs and do shows as a singer-songwriter just from the album Rooted. So I really hope to be super busy doing shows of one or the other, but just, you know, I want to really embrace my audience and I want them to get to know me and I want to get to know them. I love it. Well, I'm very impressed with what you're doing here. Uh, just remind everyone, this is Carolee Rainey. Current single is Baby from the upcoming album Rooted, which will also uh, be seen as a documentary at a film festival near you. Uh, just really impressed with what you're doing. And I hope like, when the documentary comes out, uh, we can talk again. Uh, that, would, that would be a joy for sure. I would, I would very much look forward to that. All right, well, keep on doing what you're doing and and have some fun uh, diving into some uh, leaves and, you know, when they rake them up and then you dive in and mess them up. I want you to do that. (laughs) That's so fun. You know, there is this saying. I have this little saying right in front of me. Um, I just found this. It says, let nothing dim the light that shines from within by Maya Angelou. Wanted to just, like, share that with everyone. I like that. We're, 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 do do something playful. Let that light shine and mess up some leaves. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take care. And I know uh, this is this is going to be a big hit for you. So can't wait to see the results. Oh, yeah. It was a real pleasure talking to you, Kelly. I, I truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.